Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. listeners welcome back inside the sound this is mj this is the gypsy king in the house for those <laughs> who back. are comfortable with that he's back the you birthday boy just call me ryan i'm sorry should I, should I i shouldn't reveal that i'm just excited that it's your birthday today bro yeah i'm yeah. excited uh well, I have a birthday. yeah <laughs> i know right happy birthday man thank you well, we have a special guest today carolina would you say hi to our all of our beautiful listeners hi i'm carolina ike and i'm here joining you from berlin Berlin. Germany. Yay. Wait, so it's here early January. What is the, what, should I ask the weather question, but what is it like in Germany right now? Is it cold? Is it, you know, this it time of year? It is cold. It is snowy, but then not really snowy. So it's just like, yeah, it's a bit yucky, but <laughs> I mean, it's fine as long as you can go outside. <laughs> well, we don't know what snow is yeah. here in Arizona. That's why so. we asked the weather question because oh, we live in the I desert see. and yeah. it doesn't snow here. So. I can count on one hand how many times I've ever seen snow, if you can yeah. imagine that. Yeah, that's true. It's good stuff. Well, I, I'm just excited to have you on because you play a very unique instrument and you do something that not a lot of people do, which uh, for me is super, super exciting. So you play the theremin, and I, I just kind of want to hear, um, I wanted to ask you about this instrument, you know, why you chose it, how'd you get into it, you know, what, uh, what drew you to it? Yeah. So do people know what the theremin is, or shall I explain? Please do yeah, explain. You'd probably be the best person You're gonna do it to better explain, than me. yeah. 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 So, <laughs> I mean, when you are a kid, Usually, if you want to do music, maybe you'll pick up a guitar or your parents give you the violin or uh, the recorder. Okay. <laughs> um, I, got, you know, I, I got a piano and violin, but my parents also bought me the theremin. And, of course, I didn't know what I was as a kid either. Um, it was just there one day in the living room. It sat on the living room table, and my dad said, so this is the term. It's yours. Try it. Let's play. <laughs> like, okay, how do you do that? Right. And I just recently found material from the very first time I ever put my hands on the theorem, and, and it, it was quite an adventure. And you, you don't play the theorem like any other instrument because you play it in space. You don't touch anything while you play the instrument and that's very unique and so how it works is that you stand in front of a wooden box typically and then you have on each side of the instrument one antenna 
And if you stand in front of it, you have on your right side an upright antenna. And on your left side, you have a volume, a loop-shaped antenna. And now, depending on how you are in relationship to the instrument, you will bring different sounds out of it. So with your right hand, you can control the pitch. And the closer you go, come towards this uh, upright antenna, the higher the pitch gets. And you, the further away you go from the loop antenna on your left side, the louder the sound gets. Um, so yeah, basically you don't see anything. You don't see where your notes are. Uh, you can only hear it. You need a very good body um, control and yeah, you have to know your body very well because every little movement will change the pitch because you, your body, is a part of the instrument. It, is a, um, it, it enters an electromagnetic field which is surrounded by the antennas and you will um, change that field you know, whenever you just move slightly. Every little change will either change, uh, have a change in pitch or a change in volume. And yeah, you need to combine this. And then, um, yeah, that's what makes the sound. That's wow, so cool. that's, <laughs> it, I have a question immediately. It might be a little abstract, but how you're feeling that day, does that affect at all, like, the instrument? Oh, how you're feeling? Yeah. Um, it does in a way you know you could probably compare it most likely to uh, to a voice to the singer to a oh, singer okay. even if like it's in voice outside of your body it's not inside your body right but um if a singer doesn't feel well i think you will hear that immediately in the voice or if i have uh, if i didn't sleep enough at night you know my voice will be lower right. next morning um, so you have the direct feedback of my body. Um, that happens internally, and here it's externally. So um, I get it, the theremin is like a mirror to me. So if I if I don't have the like now after the holidays, probably my sound will be not as stable as it was before because I'm you know I laid on the couch a bit more than <laughs> usual. <laughs> so um, yeah, wow, yeah. So yeah, you can hear it in the sound. That's cool. Yeah, so you're pretty, I mean, I guess every instrument eventually you come pretty intimately connected with it, but it sounds like you're kind of on another level of connection with your instrument. Yeah, because you are a part yeah. of the instrument. You are a part. Without you, there's just one note. I mean, yeah, not really sounding anything. Yeah. I'm also That's curious about the interplay with your ear, because since there's no... You know, it's like like on a guitar or a piano. It's very clear, clearly marked, like with the frets or with the keys. What the note, like the distinction between A and B and C. Yeah. Whereas with the theremin, since there's no visual marker, you have to train your ear, do you not, to like be able to play and play along. I mean, because I'm, I mean, to, if you're gonna play it with any other musician, you're gonna have to be able to match notes and things like that. Um, yes. How has it helped your ear? Oh, I think immensely. Sa same thing, uh, comparing to, to voice again, right? I mean, mm. when you, I, th I think you do kind of have a muscle memory in, in your um, vocal cords, but mm -hmm. still you need to like know where, where the pitch is. So I, that's kind of easy to compare. Um, but then, 
yeah, it, it's so I've been working mm, on something like, yes, you need a good ear because you need to know what note you're going to play and then you have to hear it from the your speaker and then you can correct it, you know, find the notes. Um, but what I came up with about 15 years ago when I, um, when I was about, oh, how old am I? Oh, it was just my birthday. Yeah, anyways, 15 years ago, 15 years ago when I was 17, 18, um, is I, I came up with a playing technique that allows you to rely on the muscle memory of your hand so that in a way you're building a keyboard with your hand Whoa. with certain finger positions. Okay, okay. So you can measure air with your hand. And let's say one length of a hand is an octave. Yeah, so that's how I measure it. And then um, when I um, do different positions, then that these are the positions between, you know, between the octaves, like within the octaves. So um, yeah, I can measure space with my hand. And that, so I can rely on my muscle memory uh, rather than just on my ear. So I know if I am in, in a, my position one and then I open my hand uh, to a position three, which I have def defined, then I know I will hear the third because I, I can, yeah, I memorize, memorize the feeling in my hand. I see. Um, and for the benefit of our listeners, you know, what it looks like you're doing right here on camera is it's like an opening and closing of a fist. And the, 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 exactly the so. length of the, I've seen it in your videos. It's like the length that you open your fingers or like how wide you might open your hand. Is that what you're describing basically? Exactly. So the length of, of the hand, um, let's say um, the frame of the hand, uh, which I call position one and position eight because you know, basic note in the octave. Um, in the position one, you close your hand and the uh, hand is upright. And then in position eight, you stretch out your fingers and your hand is vertical. I see. Wow. Okay. That's cool. So it basically looks like you're 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 doing sorcery. Like when you actually watch videos of you doing it, you're controlling magic. It's, it's musical so cool. magic. Like it's so cool to watch. Like it's it's. I don't know. It's it's almost it's captivating. It's so hypnotic just to watch you do it because it's like whoa. Like and the I, tone is the tone is is very unique. Yeah. And when, you're, when you're when you hear someone that's as talented as yourself on it, it it really adds a special dimension to to the music. Uh, you're talking about um, you know your method of of you know dealing with the the instrument. Did you have a mentor? Or did you kind of have to develop a lot of these things on your own? So I took lessons with Lydia Kavina when I was young. Um, she learned with Leon Theremin herself. Oh, wow. And so, uh, yeah, I had my first lessons, I think, when I was seven. Um, and so she, she, she lived in Russia back then. And um, whenever she was in Germany, which she had a... She had a performance in Germany. Then I would, you know, have the chance to take lessons with her. In the beginning, um, she was in Berlin, I think, for a couple of weeks. And then after that, I would see her like once or twice a year. 
And in between, and then they, she would give me like a whole schedule of January, February, oh, wow. what to practice. Wow. And in between, my dad would practice with me. So uh-huh. he was on the piano and then, yeah. Um, but then when I, yeah, when I, I got a new instrument um, when I was 15, 16, and then I developed um, a more refined technique, which, you know, which I just described. Um, so... I kind of developed it, you know, developed it a bit further. So I wouldn't be only relying on, on my ear, um, but also yeah, on the muscle memory. So it's it's really interesting. Like um, if you see different players in the world, you know, uh, people have different techniques, um, playing techniques, and um, like everybody's using some sort of uh, finger positions. And so I learned to play with five finger positions from Lydia because she um, she plays piano. Mm-hmm. And then I came up with the eight finger positions because I, you know, I, I had this octave in my mind. Um, and very in, in the very old days, um, Clara Rockmore, a great thereminist, um, she was a violinist, she had four positions. So yes, yeah, kind of a development here and um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy that you know, we have like this community, this community, and we learn from each other and um, so cool. have the technique grow. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just really excited, and I don't mean to pivot, but it's like one question I know I was going to have for you is the correct terminology for a person who plays the theremin, and you just said it, a thereminist. Is yeah. that the correct? Yes. That's yeah, great. Yeah. I learned that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was really, no, I was, st- I didn't want to, I didn't want to Google it. I was like, no, no, I'm going to ask her because I want to know from the source. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I didn't know that. Well, number one, I had no idea that they were like actual positions, like with the hand and that the, you're mm-hmm. telling me that there's like a, been a variety of them available depending on like how you learn or what you're doing. And that for you to do eight, like that's cool. Like wow, I no freaking. I mean, I've I put my hands. You're a pioneer. The, yeah, you really are. Like <laughs> I've been able. <clears throat> I've been fortunate one time in my life. I got to mess around with the theremin, and it's at the it was at the Scottsdale uh, Musical Instrument Museum here in Arizona, mm-hmm. and they had a room pre-COVID. I don't know what they're doing with it now, but pre-COVID, you could go into this room, and there are all these different instruments you could play. And the one that I zeroed in on was the theremin. It's in the corner, and it was turned on. I was like, I got to try this. Like, I have to. I've seen them, and, in, in, you know, I've heard about them. I know what they are, and I knew you had to wave your hands around. And so that's that was the first time I even understood that one side handled volume and the other side handled pitch. And, and I... Mm-hmm. And I like to think of myself as a pretty talented musician. I mean, I, I'm a multi-instrumentalist. I, I do all these different things, and I think I'm pot stuff. And, and I and I was really like that thing is complicated. Like it's <laughs> it's really like the balance. Like to just try to get it to do any little melody or pitch. Like I can't even imagine how many hours and hours of practice you must have put in to do what you're doing. Yeah, but you know, yes, it's challenging, but also it's about technique like uh, when you learn a new language which is completely different from your own you th- you think like oh, i'm never gonna learn this but then you just need a, somebody some guidance and somebody to explain to you um yeah what's happening um so you're saying i should have reached then, out to you for less makes sense <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm sure she could have helped yeah. you out a she little bit have, probably but no that's actually that's super insightful actually when you say it that way because you're right it is i feel like learning a new instrument 
because I've done it so many times now, it's like, it is like learning a new language. It is, you know, yeah. just slightly, you know, it's like Spanish might translate a little bit into Portuguese. Let's say some of the structures are the same, but then there's stuff that's just way different. And I'm sure it's the same, right? German to, to English and, and instruments are this way too. Like learning a brass instrument, you know, a French horn is just kind of different than say a trombone. I mean, there's similar registers, yeah in their yeah. in their tones but like it's way different the slide and so man that's okay that's super insightful thank you <laughs> yeah, also uh carolina i watching your performances they're very captivating i think because of that because you have to get so zoned in and in touch with what you're doing it's such yeah. a precise process and the tone is very unique um but just do you prefer to to be a soloist with your theremin, or is there like a certain setting that you especially like to play oh, with gosh. other instruments? Mm. It depends. Like, um, I think speaking of the theremin sound itself, because it's a monophonic instrument, um, you know, after a while, it it's kind of it needs some some uh, some some sound to you know it it can dive into otherwise like some texture behind pretty, it some texture behind otherwise it stands pretty much alone um, so I really what I really like is the combination of the theremin sound with different instruments in unison for example oh. if you just add that. Um, that color to it, which makes it somehow, mm, you can't really grasp the sound. But then on the other hand, you have that uh, instrument, which is known, like with violins works very well, like violin sections mm. in an orchestra. Or I do it with my voice where I record myself in layers, choir, and then I put just one ceremony on top. And then it's like, wow, there's something unique in that sound, but I can't put my finger on it. Right. So it's, it, it gives this little nice mixture. Um, so, uh, but your question was a different one. Um, I like both. Like I, I like, <laughs> I, I, I like playing with orchestras um, because it's just, yeah, of what I just said, it's so nice to like be, uh, embed the sound into something bigger. And then sometimes of course, be in the front as well um and i do also like to perform solo but when i say solo then i the theremin is rarely solo solo yeah right i i, I do looping and loop the theremin loop my voice and then um, that that's my solo ah. uh, yeah yeah that is pretty cool like the adding depth to something else and people are like wow that sounds fantastic but i have no idea what it is it's like that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, it really is. And you and you are a vocalist as well, correct? Yeah, exactly. So I started some years ago to um, implement my voice in in you know my compositions, and I yeah I'm learning. <laughs> some people say when I sing, I sound like a theremin <laughs> because. <laughs> You're so you are the instrument. With it. Yeah. <laughs> because I kind of I kinda of imitate it. Um, I guess unconsciously, I have no idea. Um, but I really love like clean and pure 
sounds and vo voices like if if um, if you if singers sing like old gregorian chants for example i just love that clearness in their voice I and see. that's something what the theremin has as well so i like to you know just mix that up and then Yeah, that's one thing that I noticed. There is a very, it, it's almost hard to describe. Yeah, pure might be the sound, but it's almost like a, I guess a, uh, there's a tranquility to it, if that makes sense. Like in the in the, the vibe of the, the instrument, like it's, it kind of has almost like a soothing tone to it. Yeah. Yeah, it just I'm has its own. To figure out, I'm trying to figure out why, but it is that you can't. I mean, you can get a pretty sharp attack, of course, if you move your left hand rapidly. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's never like, you know, like it's it's not a percussion instrument, right. so ah. it, you, you never get hit, right? Mm. It's always there's this gentle gentleness to it. Yeah, exactly. Whatever you do, it's there's it's yeah, it's always gentle with you. So yeah. taking a a few steps back. Um, Did you say you were seven years old when you first got a theremin? Yeah. What uh, fascinated you so much about at, at that time that made you want to keep going with I, it? The thing is, I don't. I get that question a lot, but I can't really remember because <laughs> ah. I was so young. And also, when you are a kid, you take things as they are, so you don't really question question it. It's not like oh. Wow, I played this <laughs> great instrument. What when I noticed what what was different is when I stood on stage, um, even at, you know, at a young age, and I had this feeling of safety because I knew nobody in the audience knows what I'm doing, <laughs> so I, I don't have to be nervous. Um, and, and I think that's what started most. <laughs> Even if my sounds, you know, it, it probably sounded super out of tune and whatever, but still, it's like, yeah, you don't know what I'm talking about, so <laughs> <laughs> I can do what I want. That seems and I think, <laughs> and I, I think that's very something very freeing to know that you can't be judged. I think that we have a problem with that. Um, in general, that mm. we constantly get judged for things Agreed. and uh, with our, yeah, yeah, with everything we do. And since people couldn't judge me, I mean, of course, musically, they could judge, but, um, but I had the feeling that I was free with that. And it gave me confidence. And until today, it gives me confidence. And my, my ego is kind of built upon, you know, that <laughs> that's what I can do. Um, and it, it's, it's very helpful in that way. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I like to call the, the theremin for me, uh, a free instrument, because for me, it gave me freedom of feeling free on stage. Um, I, I was super nervous if I had to perform violin or piano, but when I played theremin, I, I was, you know, I was good. It was safe. So it gave me freedom in, in that sense. And also playing the theremin is a free process because you move in space, right? Yeah, true. And, hmm. and also it gave me a freedom of traveling and connecting with other people and from a very young age. So that's why I stuck with it. 
and that's why I knew it, it's, it was my thing. Well, I was going to ask, is there, was there a moment where you, like, when did you know that this is what you wanted to do for a living? Like, instead of going out and getting a different job or a different, how, when did you, was there, was there a moment or a series of moments where you said, okay, this is how I know I'm going to do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was always clear. There was no real moment. It just developed. It's like a relationship, you know, it developed. Yeah, and it just, we grew together. It was love at first, first uh, sight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think we grew, in, you know, into it. Like, yeah, we grew together. And um, of course, some point in my life, there was this moment where I was like, well, is this, is this what I want to do my whole life? Because uh, I've been doing it since I was seven. Did I, yeah, did I, do I still want to do it? Is it really what I chose? Or, yeah. yeah. And, and that was the point when I decided, well, you know, we have such a deep connection, so I will not just throw that away because this is part of me. It's not, it's, it's inseparable. But now instead what I will do, I will give it my own voice. So, yeah. And that's, that started like 10 years ago or 12 years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's pretty, yeah. Cause, um, just going back what you said about performing on stage, you know, the judgment and the nerves and everything that goes with it. So the fact that you were able to to not have to deal with that as much is Yeah, I don't huge. I, honestly I don't know what I would do today if I wouldn't have had the theremin because playing violin or later I studied viola, um, I was so nervous always when I played and um I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine that how I how it would went how it, yeah how it would have went so how it would have oh geez Christ it's late um, <laughs> uh, yeah so totally that's I feel lucky that we have found each other in that sense yeah I mean it definitely sounds like you're very connected to the instrument and it's it's really cool like when you found an instrument that makes you feel that way where how like it does remove that fear because a lot of musicians we deal with the nervousness we deal with the anxiety of performance um but like having that connection with the instrument the way you're describing i could see how that really just it brings you some peace and you can like just be free like you you said being free um that really resonates with me because i know that feeling um and I'll tell you, Ryan, we've talked, he's giving me a hard time a lot. Cause it, and I do this because I play lots of instruments. Um, you know, so a guitar player comes on and I say, well, I'm a guitar player. And bass player comes on. And I say, well, I'm a bass player. You know, I do this <laughs> a lot. I can't claim to be a theremist, right? So, um, but like I, I, there definitely is a level of freedom with say the guitar and the piano that I feel that I, I, um, well, I guess the bass too, but cause I perform with bass, but like with other instruments I play that I don't necessarily feel. Like, and I think it depends mm-hmm. on just your, your level of experience and your level. But anyway, it's just really cool to think about this, this connection with the instrument. Are you connected with it? You know, you yourself are the instrument with the theremin. So, you know, it makes sense to me that you would find a level of freedom there. Um, you know, if you spent this, you've dedicated all this time to it. That's really cool. Yeah. And it also makes me think of, it's come up a lot with, with uh, everyone we've talked to who plays it they all played a variety of instruments and they just talk mm-hmm. about that moment when they can perform on stage and they're just 
in the moment. It's almost surreal. Mm -hmm. Like nothing else matters. Like it's almost hard to explain when you're just feeling yeah. that the music and you're in the zone and, and the performance is going fantastic. The crowd is enjoying it. Like that moment is so special, not just for you, but for everyone watching. And that's yeah. really yeah. what we're all striving for. Yeah. So do you have a, yeah, have Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. You go ahead. I was just wondering if you had a, a specific performance or a specific moment on stage okay. that was really meaningful to you for one reason or another? Um, there's many. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of being in the moment, I, I what's now 2021? Um, <laughs> I think two years ago, um, and it happened kind of by accident, really funny story. So I was in Germany and I had um, trips planned ahead. And so, yeah, I had trips on that. So, and then I got an email from Steve Weiss, um, assistant. And oh, wow. they were organizing, they were organizing some a charity event. And they asked if I wanted to perform there in Los Angeles. So, and coincidence, I was going to be in Los Angeles on that date. Oh, wow. right. oh no way. Yeah. Um, so I was, yeah, uh, sure. That's, yeah, great thing. So it was like a three-day event, you know, they had um, three days of performances. Um, everybody played there, Ali Miola, um, Dweezil's up. And so... I, so I asked, okay, so what do you want me to play? Uh, you know, they were like, yeah, you know, if you could play like 15 minutes of your set. And maybe um, maybe Steve wants to play something with you. And then <laughs> I suggested, awesome. and then I suggested, yeah, well, how about we, you know, perform For the Love of God together? Because I had known that song. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, good I tried it on that's the sermon before. And, and then he said, yeah, he, he's in, let's do it. Okay. Oh, wow. So I practiced that song and um, some weeks later they came and uh, we performed it together first time on stage. And I just, you know, the sound of the guitar and the theremin are pretty similar um, because, I mean, both electronic instruments, right? Um, right? Yeah. So what happened was that I watched Steve Fingers so I could match, you know, my sound to or my timing to his timing, and then he um, changed his style of playing so that he matched the sound of the theremin, and it was that moment was so magical. Like wow. I, I saw white, I don't know, that was like a white um, connection between our instruments. Really bizarre, but it was, yeah, it was really, it was magical and. Um, yeah, it was a very special moment. And that was exactly what you said, like, you know, being in the moment and just connecting, um, connecting mu music, connecting with other people and connecting with everything. So that was very special. That's awesome. Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs that he's done. Yeah. Like it's I love that really song. song. Is there like any, did that get captured on video or anywhere? I'd love to watch that. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. We'll have to find that. Yeah, I got to down somewhere. That one down. <laughs> that's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, you never know huh, what's going to happen once you're in the world of music. Who's going to invite you or who yeah. are you going to collaborate yeah. with? I mean, another moment I just remembered, which was the first thing actually, um, was that was almost 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, 10 years ago. I played um, in Istanbul, in Turkey, with orchestra. And um, it was a big production with um, with the Turkish pianist uh, Fazıl Saif, and I played in one of his symphonies. And it was a pretty big production because they filmed the whole thing like on DVD. And the audience, there was like two thousand people in the audience and everything. Um, so there was a lot of things happening. Uh, they even like had a little fire happening just before the show which oh, they man. you know then everybody waited outside and uh big yeah um oh and <laughs> the theremin was supposed to be the sound of the angel um of mesopotamia of this piece okay and so, um, so they bought me a white dress i was very visible and um, things, <laughs> it's done so then right before um before the show started i was on stage I checked my sound and there was no sound. Nothing oh, happened. No. The conductors are not used to look at me and like check if everything is right because you know the orchestra tunes and then you just start. You know? It's not like, right. hi, are you ready? Yeah, right. <laughs> so the conductor started the piece. Uh, um, I realized, okay, well, my monitor isn't working, but the PA is working. So I could still hear myself from, you know, from the uh, upper speakers. Not very well, though. Um, so I try to like, you know, but if you play the theremin, you know, like if you don't hear yourself, you're screwed. You know, <laughs> it's not like on the piano, you can still see the keys or anything. Like right, you are screwed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So in this, the, the, the piece has 10 movements. So in the second movement, when I had a break, I tried to uh, silently and, um, yeah, most invisibly. Uh, escape from the stage to some to let somebody know my monitor wasn't working. Of course, with the white dress, everybody was um, you know dressed black. Um, it was a bit. <laughs> you stick out. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> um, funny. I was like, but I managed. I was like, guys, the monitor isn't working. I can't hear myself. What happened was they stopped the whole piece. They stopped playing. You know. And then somebody said, uh, made an announcement, yeah, electromagnetic waves of the theremin, we have to check, la, la, la. What happened was that the sound guy, because that's what, it was a huge projection, all the instruments were like mic'd, sure. he just forgot to turn on the signal. That's it. Oh, wow. Um, anyways, then back on, on stage, we started from the top. You know, it was already 15 minutes after because it was a production for DVD. Um, and then we took the whole thing again. But because of that happened, the audience kind of felt invited and they saw behind the scenes huh. and the, the connection to the audience was so different and so um, alive and we got so much applause afterwards. It was, you know, that's it, amazing in, in a classical music concert and a classical context, you know, um, it's, it's, it's always this like a bit of a gap between the audience and and the people on stage and in the end we broke that because 
you know, this incident happened. Yeah, wow. That was really <laughs> Well, that's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, but that makes sense to me. Kind of loosened everyone up. And- yeah, there is a bit of that distance yeah. in the classical yeah, context. Yeah. I never yeah. About that. Wow. I never even, yeah. How cool. Well, how cool for them to be sort of like kind of pulled in, you know, and experience yeah. that. That must have been a really, really neat thing for the, to be watching that. So how do you gauge the audience? Like, it, since there's kind of a a little bit of a disconnect as opposed to like a rock concert where we're right up on the stage and you can see it. Like, how do you? Well, yeah, and that's another thing I, I love um, about playing the theremin is that you have to explain it, even if that can be very annoying also. Um, <laughs> because I like I'm just, you know, saying the same things over and over again. But if I'm on stage, I don't mind. I, I know I love to educate the people and I love that that connects us, that I have the chance to say something to the audience. Like usually when you're in the classical scene, you go on stage, play, get applause, you go off off stage. Right. But here, um, I almost always get to say something. And, you know, now that I know my, my text, you know, my, know my <laughs> words, I can kind of you know, implement a joke here and there and you know, it gives a different connection. <laughs> Um, so yeah, when I'm off stage and I'm in my free time, I do not like to answer questions because, you know, it's just the same thing over and over again, but it's just, yeah, it's a really different thing if you're like, um, yeah, if you know, like now that's the time to do it. Yeah. Well, we're, I feel like that 15 till how, how early do you need to take off here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we have time. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, it's a, it's a interesting to me to find out how um, every instrument has its own unique world and yeah. own unique mentality. And Is there anything about the theremin that maybe your mentality has to be a little different than playing other instruments that you've noticed from talking to... To, to players of other uh, instruments? Um, I mean, I think you need to be open-minded because uh, before you find it, you know, there's a process. Mm. You know, some people are a bit nerdy, they're into electronics and synths and stuff. I'm not so much into, <laughs> I'm not yeah. into synths at all. Um, Would you yeah, describe yourself it, as nerdy? <laughs> Obviously no, not. I'm, no, I, I'm not even into synths that much, you know, but um, huh. I come from the classical music world. Um, and then I went over jazz, you know, learning improvisation, and now I listen to anything. And I mean, when I met Steve Vai, that was the first time I went to a metal concert, then, you know, right? <laughs> What did you think of that? that and now, I, now I'm like, oh, I hear that guitar. Oh, it's yeah. kind of nice. Now I, now I love it. But Steve will do that, that too. Do yeah, he's, and he plays the guitar in a very unique way, too. So oh, I could yeah. see how he would be opening to doing something like he did with you. So that's that was so really cool. cool. Yeah. Um, so mentality. I think, you know, we are a family because there's not so many people that play. And that also when I was young, I kind of felt home everywhere in, in the world because I knew some, there's 
some ther- some thermists thermists somewhere in the world, hmm. and um, I can go there and immediately would connect, and that's nice. It's it's a community, so. Yeah, that's that's one thing we've experienced too. Yeah. Just talking to different musicians, like everyone's everyone's on the same page. Um, everyone just wants to create something that other people can enjoy. And yeah, yeah the time you've put in to be able to do that at the level you do, um, we thank you for it. and We appreciate it because just when we think we've delved into every possible type of music oh man like you gotta check this out yeah you know (laughs) so the variety that that people create you know by playing Mm -hmm. and perfecting their art in different uh instruments is really really important to to society so people always have a variety and you know i'm sure there's plenty of people out there that connect mostly with theremin music as opposed to you know other things so you're providing that to him. That's really awesome. I'm just really encouraged to see, like, I, I love hearing you talk about the theremin community, right? Like there is a subset in the music community that these theremin players, you guys are going to connect with each other. You're going to find that common ground and you're going to, you know, like you said, you just have to have this feeling that, um, you know, you're going to be able to connect with that, that theremin player that you might come across. And I found that to be the case, you know, as we've done these interviews with, with all these different musicians from around the world, that there is sort of a, there's a certain wavelength that we all send to, we all tend to resonate on regardless of the instrument, um, that, you know, you belong to a broader community of musicians all around the world that are doing something right. special. And that's such a human thing. Like making music is such, is such a human thing. Um, our ancestors did it, you know, when, when, when they were hunting and gathering and you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like one of the other, one of the other things they did to pass the time is they made music. Um, it's such a core part of who we are. Um, you know, it, it's, but it's really cool to see that within that music, that broader music community, that you have these little pockets of, of connection, right. Between different players, um, Man, that's cool. It's it's good to know that it's not you know you're not just you're not just by yourself in your room playing that little that instrument right like what the heck am I doing with this theremin you know what I'm saying like there's there's a community out there and people can reach out yeah. with the internet and find you and find you know other people yeah. who are doing what you're doing and and that's amazing. I mean, the internet. I mean that's yeah that changed everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, just going back to like your onstage performances, like if there was one if there's one quality that you want to convey to the audience when you get up there, what is it? Like, what what are you striving for to convey in your music to the audience? Uh, well, I think it's a sense of connection, you know, um, or connecting into whatever it is, if it's, to the music itself or to themselves. Um, on my last tour, uh, where I performed my solo show, it was it was funny. In the beginning of the the, the performance of the of the evening, uh, everybody was excited, and um, I felt the energy there in, in the audience. And then, because um, my program was pretty calm, the whole mood calmed down after a while everybody when they left the the, the evening they were like oh my god I'm, i feel so calm right now wow um, 
within within me and yeah that was nice because it's it's you know we we had like a group meditation together <laughs> <That's so laughs> um, um yeah yeah in the end if if people see a theremin performance and they can feel beyond this fascinating um magic but you know actually it can get to them hmm. um yeah that yeah that's what i'm striving for yeah, that has to be a fantastic feeling when you know that it resonated with everyone in the building. To me, that is the magic. Yeah. Is that connection? You know, I talk about, oh, you're doing sorcery. Yeah. I mean, really, all, all music is a form of sorcery. I mean, when we, you captivate somebody <laughs> with, with sound, you know, it's, it's kind of what we're all about. Um, I mean, to be able to connect, like, man, that's so cool. Like, for you to describe how you were able to, like, that calming presence that that was brought in with the music and and how people felt as they left like man that's got to really that's got to make you feel good i'm sure like that's cool yeah in the beginning i was confused i was like is everybody asleep now what's happening am i boring <laughs> then i realized oh wait that uh okay that's right yeah because <laughs> i'm not really aware of it no yeah. i i just yeah. do my thing um yeah. Yeah, and you're so you're so locked in. I've seen you like because of again the precision and the way you have to be so delicate in what your movements. How um you can't be completely focusing on the crowd the whole time. So. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's so what yeah. uh just the last couple questions here um what really uh, captivates you musically now nowadays like what 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 are you what are your inspirations? Um, I still didn't start to listen to a lot of music. Well, okay, my inspiration ha, in the morning to <laughs> to wake up, I uh, I listen to a lot of funk music. Um, okay. So because you know we are all locked in and we <laughs> can't really move outside, so I right. just um, turn on some funk music and I dance for. No, for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes in the morning. And um, yeah, I love that. And then I also uh, listen to electronic music, dance music. I love that. And yeah, that's, yeah, at the moment, that's what I'm, <laughs> what I'm most. Yeah, Do you ever plug in and then, you know, turn on some electronic music or whatever, dance music, funk music? And play along with the theremin. Do you ever like experiment and, and try different genres with the, with the instrument? Um, not really. No. Just curious. Um, no, not really. Um, because I do that when I play with other musicians. I see. Yeah, but not. Yeah, not not with the. Fair enough. Not with the recording. Um, yeah, no. Then I would probably just improvise. You're too busy dancing. Yeah, you probably just do it more to just escape right. and have a good time. There I know go. funk music just has a great know, vibe. But you're right. Like when I do that, I'm like, can I not do that on stage? Like, can I not be dancing? But no, then I have to be so still. Maybe I, I'm still trying to figure out how I can, you know, implement my dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can uh, just set up a screen behind yourself 
And then you can pre-record uh-huh. yourself dancing there to you what go. you're playing. Oh yes. And then That's you know great. you can play, and then we can see you up there dancing. Spin so move in between yeah. the piece. Maybe that's, that's something to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for being on. Yeah. Thank you for such a treat. Me. We appreciate you making the time, and you know, like sure. I I didn't know much about the theremin, and it's really an honor to meet you know one of the best in the world and thanks. learn and well, thanks so much for having me uh that was fun um, if uh if our listeners want to find you carolina where can they where can they find you on social and do you have a website yes yeah, so uh yeah i mean maybe you know my name <laughs> carolina ike uh carolina e-y-c-k dot com um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. I have a YouTube channel if you want to hear more music or if you want some tutorial videos, you, know, you can explain the technique there. Um, right now I'm not performing, obviously, but if you're interested in lessons, I teach online. And um, yeah. So. Do you have any projects coming YouTube up? YouTube is probably the first, first place to start. All right, YouTube. Do you have any projects coming up that people just might want to look forward to, or is it kind of things on hold? So, yeah, I'm, I'm writing my second method book at the moment. hope to publish it this year. And um, then I'm also working on a new album this year. I'm working with binaural technology. So that actually now the sound of the theremin can be free as well because hmm. I leave it. I let it go into space and I let it move around in space. And I'm working on a uh, on a show for that. So hopefully in 22, when we you know can travel again, I can perform that album. Um, and so I'm working in a show on a show where I can control um, sound with gestures. So I can you know I can guide the sound around in space, but I can also guide. Uh, light with gestures. Whoa! So, that's oh, cool. Wow! Combine that. Right. Man, we so that's what I'm on this year. I still have I still have some time to develop that, but um, yeah. That's exciting. Like develop new new ideas, new magic. <laughs> new magic. We didn't even get a chance to talk yeah. about the method, but that's so you're you're writing a book, a method book for theremin. Yes, that's exactly. How, how how you can learn from you know. Ah, from that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Published author too. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, just thank you. Just it was. It's been a delight. Thank you so much for having us, um, folks. Thank you. If you want to find Carolina, start with her YouTube page. Uh, you know where to find us: Anchor.fm/slash Inside the Sound. We love you all. Bye. Bye.